I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of purepleasureshop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. OMG, today's a really special day. Chip, what, what day is it? What day is it? What day is it? It's Tuesday, but... We birthed a baby. We made a baby together. It was the, the period of gestation was about... Two and a half years? Well, one and a half to two years, yeah, yeah. depending. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it took some time to get some legs. We we're and both some... the mommies and the daddies. Yeah. <laughs> I have a really nice picture of me actually looking like I'm birthing the book that I yeah. sent to Cam, our it's Pleasure cute. Podcast Network. Uh, he's kind of the founder and he loved it. Yes, it's adorable. April birthed it right out of her pussy. Uh, and then we also both birthed out of our, our brains, all of our pores, our hearts, our genitals, our buttholes. And you just need a picture like that. Then it will be both of us birthing <laughs> at the same time. I was thinking that today because I sent it to Cam and you in a group. And I was like, Amy needs one of these. Maybe your comes out pussy, mine comes out ass. Yeah, maybe. I poop it out. Someone's into it. It's not waste. It's no, it's a beautiful. Great, great book. So we just had our book launch party, our very first one last night in Santa Cruz. And a couple of shout outs in Santa Cruz for listening. We love you, Urban Groove. It's a hair salon in Santa Cruz that is my favorite hair salon in Santa Cruz. And they hosted us there, our dear friend Gina. Uh, and, and our shout- beautiful, yeah. Shout out to Gina for sure. Hell yeah! And then shout out to Capitola Garden Feast. Oh yeah, their food is so good. They're so good, and they do a lot of beautiful uh, dinners or catering. So check out uh, Capitola Garden. They Feast. may have made some appetizers that look like genitals and nipples. You know, they us. grow a lot of that stuff <laughs> in their garden. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's also from their garden. All the genitals uh, and nipples. The, well, maybe, but no, they made it look like genitals. And yeah, nipples. it was fabulous. And we had a shameless sex signature cocktail. Uh, we had. Had our dear friend Kyer, uh, who's a photographer here in Santa Cruz, take some photos of us and all of our friends and family. And it was really fun. And we were like, oh, wait, are we doing a book reading or are we just going to like hang out and sign books? And yeah. Well, we did both. We did both. We were like doing a lot of, Do you, a lot of fun can talking. Can I ask one thing of you on air, Chip? Can you not make all the things that you write to everyone really long? Because I have to try to like step up to your you level. <laughs> I feel like I sometimes write big so it looks like I just take so, a like, lot of time. Why is she going for like four sentences? And then I try to write everything different to each person. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I'm like, what's your name? Uh, if I don't know them yeah. with the friends and family, then it was very personal. So I was like, how can I yeah. write to you? I know you so well. Like, okay, I love you. Yeah, um, this ri- this book was written for your bits. Love, Amy. I do read what you what you write to people. And number one, your writing is getting better than mine. I, I write it all caps. Jealous. Okay, that's See, cheating. That would take me like 25 <laughs> minutes per book because my writing looks terrible. Yeah, I thought yours looked great. Mine is all caps. And, uh, and so that's just the only way to make it legible. Otherwise, you have no idea. Like an architect. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> um, so um, this podcast is also coming out. So next week. So we will have already done our book launch in Santa Cruz as well as San Francisco. We're doing our topless and Tapas book lunch. So look, uh, go look us up on our Instagram at Shameless Sex Podcast because maybe we'll have some pictures there, but we can't show you our nips because Instagram will ban us. And Forever. we will be doing this tour in other places. We'll be in Salt Lake City in December, but we will not be topless because we're not sure if Salt Lake City is down with that. But LA, we're coming in you. Yeah, we're coming in you we are. in January and we were 
probably be doing that there. 2024. And if you have purchased the book, what really helps us, thank you for purchasing the book. Yes, thank you. What really helps us is writing reviews. Yes, So please. write reviews on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, whatever you purchase the book from, for, and for, if you purchase it for someone, and have them write a review too. And that just helps us gain more traction within the list because books are endless just mm-hmm. like podcasts that's why podcast reviews are important thank you for anyone that has done that now it's time to write a book review yeah and you don't have to get super literal and write a whole novel yourself like april with the four sentences yeah you plus. could just do a couple sentences i said this book is great it's funny it's amazing i could give you i don't know how many emojis are going to be useful but can you do emojis in like an amazon book review oh, i don't think can, i've seen them we better test it out i'm gonna eggplant in there i haven't received my copies yet oh Oh shit! We need our. We, everyone gets copies except for us. <laughs> yes, go and review our book, all the places, please. And if you're not aware of our book, so we have been promoting it for the last couple months. So if you're new to the podcast, then hello, welcome. We wrote a book. It is a choose your own pleasure path guide to discover and live as the sexual, unique sexual being that you are, and is revolutionary and beautiful and wonderful. And we believe everyone should it's own it. Not boring either. It's not boring. It's the book that we wish we had. When we were 18, 28, now 38, and in our 40s, and we will want it in our 50s. 60s, 70s, uh, even though we wrote it, we will still be reading it because it is useful and uh, impactful for everyone. And I want to make a recommendation if you're into it. We have the Audible version. Oh, yeah. We have the hardcover. It's going to eventually be on paperback, but probably in five years. So buy the hardcover and know that you can buy both and invest in something that you can listen to again and again and also read again and again to have yeah. the cover is sexy. We designed it. And and we read the Audible. And we read the Audible, our which voices. I can't wait to listen to. We actually is, just yeah, got the access codes to listen. I'm a little nervous. I didn't see that yet. Oh, okay. we just got the email for it. Oh, okay. And I they're sending it. it to us on CDs. I'm like, who has a CD player? I, I know. I just said that to someone. They're like, I have a CD. Oh, Kristen Tribby when we were at Kristen, the retreat. can we She's borrow like, your CD player? CD player. She's like, what if the internet goes down? I was like, don't say that. Yeah. How dare you? I will, I will lose my <laughs> shit if the internet goes down. I'm going to throw out one other free offer that April did not consent to, but I think she'll agree. So we've been giving away this free online workshop that we filmed that is really beautiful, a little provocative, and it's educational on how to pamper your partner. And we filmed it as a giveaway for people who pre-order our book. And you've had three months to do this. So... So bad on you. That bad not, on you. We're not shaming the offer is expired, but, but we're I, but disappointed. We will give it to you to till the end of November. End of November. So that's, we're extending it only little, the hardcover. You have to order the hardcover. You email us the receipt, the digital receipt, and we will send you access to this workshop because after that, you have to pay for it. So that's November 30th, 2023, y'all. Yeah. And then you'll have to pay for it. Yeah. So go get it. We're going to charge you double <laughs> for not listening to us in the first place. <laughs> okay. I'm mean April. Today. We, I love mean April. She's fun. I'm not. Yay. She's really fun. No, okay. this is like nice mean, not this mean, nice. nice mean. No, nice. Yeah. Well, mean nice. You see I don't me know. real mean. Yes. Nice. Yeah, well, you've seen mine too. Yeah. She can be a real bitch. Okay, so <laughs> ready for a sex question? And you'll get a free dog named Legend. No! We need kidding. him. Here's our one of our mascots. I, of course, I would never give this animal away. I know, you're obsessed, and I, I am too. Oh, okay, anyways. Um, so, uh, squirrel! Okay, ready for a sex question, Squirrel? 100%. All right, Squirrel, here we go. I am a heterosexual male and would never have sex with a man. I just love a woman's body so much. Ha ha. But I do like a dildo in my ass. Is this normal? And is there any danger I can injure my prostate or anything like that? Can I basically hurt myself by putting things in my ass? First of all, I think this is hot. Hey, me too. I'm like, ooh, sexy. Awesome for you. Yeah. And yes, you can injure yourself if you shove something in there quickly. Or that's not anal safe. That's Or that's not anal safe. So yes. we're talking fruit, 
No, 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 no carrots. Fruit, no bottles of uh, like Tabasco or Coca Cola. Oh no. no. Um, also, just stick to sex toys. Something yes. that has almost a base like a pacifier. Has yes, it. it has to have a base. So unlike the pussy, the ass keeps going because you have the anal canal. Then you have rectum. Then you have colon. Then you have intestines. So let's not put things. So there's no stopper. So it, so your sex toy needs a stopper. I mean, it stops at your ass or like you know your taint or you know that area. It's something that can prohibit it from continuing on into your body and when your body gets excited you have orgasms or just arouse it can convulse a little bit or like contract I guess is a better word which can suction anything that's in it so this is why it's extra important so someone in the hot octopus whatsapp group for my team and hot octopus in London just sent me an article from like the daily UK all the things in the ass some a person that did get something stuck (gasps) in her butt Oh, no. And she had to get surgery because it wasn't. And it was not. I I mean, they didn't go into details about how horrific it was. But reading some of the text, I was shocked and and mortified for this person. I felt so bad for her. So all this can be prevented if you just have a stopper. So we want to scare people out of anal sex, but your average sex. So even if you go to a sex shop, all those things are not made for your ass. Some of them are. So like a little tiny vibrating bullet that is just like my finger, like the size of my finger but doesn't have a shape where it actually has a stopper in the end, like April said, a pacifier, is not designed for your ass. So don't put that put that anywhere near there. So yeah, so but coming to your question, do I, if so I like an adult ass is normal, completely normal. I know plenty of very straight penis owners that love some anal play. And your ass, just so you know, is very similar to, you know, almost identical, other than you have a prostate, to a vulva owner's ass. And so there's nothing abnormal about it. And, you know, if you think, if you're under the understanding that vulva owners can have anal sex, then that applies to you too. Except that, yes, there's this the same protocols for safety, like what April said, you know, the materials matter, the stopper matters, slowness matters, lubricant matters because your ass doesn't lubricate itself. So those are the main ways that people hurt themselves is they're moving too fast. They're not adding lube. They're numbing things out. We don't recommend any numbing agents. Please don't do that. So if they shoved something in their butt too, because he, this person, the heterosexual male, so him, yeah. him was asking if he can injure his prostate or anything like that. So I'm assuming, okay, if you shove anything in your butt, you can definitely get fissures, which can be painful with meaning if you don't have enough lube or slowness like Amy was talking about. So aside from the stopper that could kind of have the entry and no exit if there's no stopper. But besides that, you can damage the tissue, like the sphincter muscle tissue can kind of tear it. So that's why it's if you're forcing, if you're forcing. Yeah. So shoving and forcing. Do you know about damaging? Can you damage the prostate if you, I don't think this person's going to force. Here's my understanding with anything with our bodies for the most part, but especially when you talk about anal sex, pain is a no go. You feel pain. That's sharpness and burning generally. That means stop, add more lube, slow down. Discomfort, meaning a muscle is trying to relax, is normal. But when discomfort turns into pain, then you have a problem. This is why we don't want to numb anything out because you want to be able to feel when you're moving from discomfort to pain. So you don't want to bypass the pain. It's like you just don't want to go into the pain because the pain is is a teacher to do something differently. So I don't think, though, by using some sort of sex toy and it's it's like hitting the prostate that it's going to severely hurt you unless you're feeling pain. Mm. So if you're feeling pain 
please, by all means, stop what you're doing. Discomfort's more like, well, really intense or like a lot of pressure, but it's not burny or tearing feeling like you're like completely unbearable. So those are, yeah, some some protocols there. If you want to know more about anal sex friendly toys, we have plenty on purepleasureshop.com. Um, you can go in and look at the anal sex section there. And even in Shameless Sex Favorites, if it says it's an anal toy, it's anal friendly. Um, in this episode, I believe we're, we're meeting with Carol Queen and we're in the store of Good Vibrations. We will probably, so we're, we're talking about this in the future because we haven't actually done this episode. And we're so excited because I she's know. the queen of sex toys. It's honestly such a dream. I'm sure we'll talk about anal toys we, in it. We'll, we'll for sure talk about anal yeah. toys, but it's a dream to yes. have Carol Queen Oh my on God, our we, show. she's like one of our idols. She's incredible and she's a legend. Yes. Like she's a legit legend. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so, like, I can't, it hasn't even happened yet. So we're going to read her bio right now. Y'all, we're so excited. We haven't met her. So when you hear us on air, we might be like, fangirls. Yeah, we'll, be <laughs> we'll try to now. hold it together. And we're doing it in the actual yeah. antique vibrator museum at Good Vibrations in San Francisco. Yeah. So, oh wait, one last thing I want to say. Oh yes. To this person who started with, I'm heterosexual, but I, I don't want to have sex with men. I just love women's body. Just as a reminder, the behaviors, like the things that you're doing, the actions in mm. sex do not determine your orientation. It's the people that you want to or, or or have sex with or are attracted to. So just by you being a straight man, putting things in your ass, it has nothing to do with your orientation. You can be as straight as can be and still like anal play. In fact, a lot of straight men do. So good for you. You keep putting safe things in your ass safely. I'm not straight. I am crooked. <laughs> yeah, you are. I lean all the ways. Okay, so here's the bio. Dr. Carol Queen is a writer and cultural sexologist with a PhD in human sexuality. Queen is active on behalf of progressive sex education and sexual diversity and has been speaking and writing about non-mainstream sexualities from lesbian to leather for over 35 years. Queen also works as staff sexologist, company historian, and curator of the Antique Vibrator Museum at Good Vibrations, the woman-founded sex toy and bookstore in San Francisco. To learn more, visit carolqueen.com. All right, everyone, it is interview time. And this is very exciting because one, we are in person. This is live. Although when you're listening, I guess it's not live. Number two, we are here in the Antique Vibrator Museum at Good Vibrations in San Francisco, surrounded by antique vibrators. It is fascinating. One uh, of which is the Rolex. Uh, we don't know. I know. If it's um, actually from Rolex, what, but yeah. Could it be? It, it could, could be. be. Yes. And also, extra exciting, we're here with Carol Queen, Dr. Carol Queen. Uh, Carol Queen is one of our idols. We are definitely fangirling out over here right now. I'm sweating. I'm definitely sweating. Are you sweating? Me yeah. too. I've been sweating. I'm like, should I take off the jacket? <gasps> I can't take off the jacket. Yes. Carol Queen's here. Yes. And Carol Queen is the queen of so many things. Um, I always think of you as the queen of sex toys and so much more than that, but it's of sex education. Uh, Sexology, and really. Sex, yes. Yes. And we are so excited to be here with you uh, in Good Vibrations. So our listeners already heard a little bit about you in the intro, Carol, but can you share a little more about your journey in joining the field of sex education and changing the world? I would love to do that. And first, let me just thank you for having me on your awesome show. Mm -hmm. If there is anything I want people to get more comfortable with, it is shameless sex. And I'm just really honored to be with you. So yeah, I I go way back, although I'm not the OG of, of most things. Mm -hmm. I 
I stand on the shoulders of giants in the context of Good Vibrations. I stand on the shoulders of Joni Blank. And as a writer, there are people who inspired me and showed me paths. And as a sex educator and a sexologist, too, I didn't even know there was such a thing as sexology until my then girlfriend and I in the early 80s went to the University of Oregon Library, which before the internet, grasshoppers, was where you had to look up anything about what grad school you might go to. Microfiche? Wait, microfiche? No, they were. No. They actually had a box of catalogs, oh. and they dumped them on an enormous table, and she, she shoved one across the table to me and said, this one's for you. <laughs> and I was all, what could that be? Mm-hmm. The Institute for Advanced Study of Human Sexuality, mm-hmm. that's what. And I had already been a queer activist and a somebody who would go talk about sex wherever. And and this was sort of right at the moment where I had trained to do safer sex talks in the, in the Oregon context, which is where I lived then. And uh, seeing this catalog, seeing San Francisco, California underneath it, it was like, la, <laughs> this is... This is the path. I did not know there was a path like this, but it is my path. And so here I am now. See? The years have gone by like that. Mm-hmm. They really haven't. You haven't aged a bit. Oh, aren't you nice? I mean, you look so <laughs> fabulous. And you're so just incredible. It's still the work you're doing. You're still doing such incredible work. And you've authored a lot of books. You've uh, co-authored books. And you also created uh, the Center for, remind me, the uh, Center for Sex and Culture. Center mm-hmm. for Sex and Culture. And uh, I just love your story about coming to San Francisco. And I think you were, uh, there was like, was it Folsom Street Fair or something? Like the, one of the first Folsom Street fairs and they were like drag queens with bearded glitter glittered beards before harvey milk even got oh shot. this was yeah. a pride mm-hmm. right yes. pride always oh, pride uh, folsom street fair started in the early 80s, 80s okay and pride was already going strong and i visited um i co- i co, co- uh led the, the queer, stu- uh, not queer studies, but the, the but the queer student organization at the University mm-hmm. of Oregon uh, with a wonderful friend named Will Roscoe. And he had already moved to San Francisco. And I pilgrimaged down to do Pride with him. And it was the summer before Harvey Milk and George Moscone were shot. Everything changed. Yeah. And it hadn't quite changed yet. And there were these enormous... Drag queens, I'm just going to say right here, parenthetically, shout out to all you drag queens. Mm-hmm. This I, is a tough and weird time to be as fabulous as you are. Stay fabulous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fabulous hippie drag queens with two or three wigs on their head to make them taller, 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 and glitter in their beards. It's such a good look. And... Uh, protest sign saying U.S. out of San Francisco. Wow, that's so huge. And I want to say, you know, we're recording today when the Apex Summit is I know. happening. And yeah, there are some people out there who basically feel the same way now. I was thinking that while I was driving here, I'm like, this is wild. It's the same. It's it's like, the, it's, it's, it's cyclic. It's mm-hmm. happening again. Mm-hmm. It sure is. And, and for some of the same reasons that situations were happening in the 70s too. Yeah, there's... Yeah, history rhymes, Mm -hmm. don't they say? I can see the rhymes. And you were one of the co-founders of where we are here at Good Vibrations, um, right? You you helped establish this 
sex toy. Now, I mean, it's it's such a huge this brand. This Wonderland. I didn't help establish it, but I am the the oldest living human to ever be associated with Good Vibrations so far, i.e. most years as well as oldest. And uh, that's because the founder, Joni Blank, um, who founded the company in 1977, she was working with Lonnie Barbach, the feminist sex therapist and her pre-orgasmic women's groups at UC San Francisco Medical School. Joni was uh, working on these groups, which were kind of like consciousness-raising therapy groups, right? And women would come to the groups. There were four cis women, women, identified women at that time. And they would be all, something's wrong with me. I can't have an orgasm. And just as we learn when we open any of our books, et cetera, et cetera, there is nothing wrong with you except you've been given a, bad information, or B, no information whatsoever, and the dollop of shame on top. So how are you going to figure all that out when you're dealing with that situation? And what Joni realized when she heard over and over and over again the things that these women said, especially when they had vibrators recommended to them, and that response was, oh, I could never go into one of those places mm-hmm. to get one. No, not knowing that you could get them in a department store or through the mail, et cetera. And Joni finally said, Eureka, this is what I have to do to make change this way. I have to make a comfortable place for women to shop for vibrators. That was the original piece. And she was a sex educator and therapist, too, on the side. She was multitasking back then, I think. And what she wound up doing was... um, really innovating the, we want to be able to tell people all the information. We don't want them to come in, pick something they think might work, but not know how to use it right, not even know where their clit is yet, and not be able to make it work. We want to communicate with them clearly, comfortably. And that's one of the biggest sex innovations of any kind, right, in any context. Comfortably communicate know what you don't know, what know what you do know, try to add value with information. That means you figure out how the toy works on your body. You figure out which toy might work on your body. You figure out the people and how they could get more comfortable with one another. It's it's magic. People people laugh at this. They are wrong. It's magic. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to tell you folks you were wrong. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean. But I'm just saying there's a... And here's why I say this. Because there's this thing that I've been hearing over and over and over since I published my very first book, Exhibitionism for the Shy, mm-hmm. back in ni- uh, 1995, which... Oh, if it's really supposed to be, it'll just happen naturally. And I bet y'all hear this all the time, too. And it's like, new relationship (laughs) energy is great stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you can't communicate, you'll eventually figure out that you can't communicate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have disappointment, resentment, all the fun things. Shame. Shame. Yes. Trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question for you. So Good Vibrations is, in my mind, one of the pioneers of a sex positive adult store, sex shop selling sex toys. How do you define sex positivity personally? And has has it shifted and changed over the years? I am super glad you asked. It hasn't much shifted and changed because I first heard the phrase sex positive at the Institute for Advanced Study of Human Sexuality. And I don't think they exactly invented it, but they put a lot of meat on the bones, so to speak, or vegan meat, whatever. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> Vegan bacon. They juiced it up. <laughs> they juiced it up. They worked. They worked with it, mm-hmm. and I've worked with it too. I think I can say, but uh, I had never heard the phrase before. I had been running around being an activist for decade and a half by this time almost and I immediately heard that phrase and went this is it because I was very aware of homophobia and the effects of homophobia as are we all over again now speaking of the past to the present and history rhyming and I also knew that there were plenty of people for whom homophobia didn't explain the problems but sex negativity explained the problems and sex positivity seeks to be a cure, a palliative, uh, some more information to consider regarding sex negativity, which is so baked into so many cultural spaces. So I always had the, what I'm, I'm now calling this deep sex positivity for a reason that I will tell you in one second, but my definition has to do with sexual diversity as natural, something that should not be shamed, something that everybody has access to their own sexuality, whatever that might be, from sexual to asexual to everything, everything. And there's no one way humans have to be. That's not part of what's healthy for us. And we also need access to information. We need access to support from the state, from professions like medicine, education, et cetera. Those things to me make up a starter sex positive culture that then we can embroider with what we need and create together. The Bay Area is a wonderful example of that, Mm -hmm. right? And the reason that I'm calling it deep sex positivity now, so we can really think about sexual justice and human rights issues and things like that, is because it has shifted, not in my mind, but in everybody else's, it seems, to mean, whoo, I love sex. Mm-hmm. Like, to, that it means sexual enthusiasm to so many people. And worse, in some cases, it means, oh, if you were really sex positive, you'd open a relationship. Oh, I yeah. Oh, if you were oh, yeah. really yeah. sex positive, you'd go to this party with me if you were really sex positive or assuming because you're sex positive that you do those things as well you'd let me tie you up yeah. meaning right. being sex positive doesn't mean you have to do any of those things any of the other things you can be asexual and sex positive you could be a virgin and sex positive you can have had pretty traumatic awful sex and still be sex positive because it's not describing the kind of sex you have or how you even feel about the sex itself it's more systemic it's, it's just more sociological than that, philosophical than that. Yeah. I'm so glad you asked. Time for a quick break so we can tell you about our carefully chosen sponsors. Please stay tuned and buy their products because we only tell you about what we love and what we truly believe in. And it helps keep this podcast free to you. What's up, Shameless Sex Fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also, let me ask you this. Who can relate to this story? Things were once so good in the bedroom with my partner, and now it's a mess, and I don't know what to do. Where's or, my happily ever after, yeah, where's Amy? My ha- yeah, yeah, what about me? Or how about so many aspects of my life are fantastic, but when it comes to sex and relationships, I feel so 
lost. Yep, been there. Uh, mm. Me too. Mm-hmm. And this is why you all need Shameless Sex, the, the book. book. We give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools the right tools for your sex and relationship so you get what you desire. And it's fun. It's playful. Right, Amy? We're always playful. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus, the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams. So you can do it, too. Go to, where are they going, Amy? Shamelesssex.com. Oh, how easy is that? Just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book, okay? And you can get it however you choose. If you, you want, want it, hardcover, yeah. audio. Hardcover? We got you hardly yeah. covered. <laughs> what is, yeah. And that, that's the thing, because right now, and this is 2023, and still you have sex therapists or therapists or neuroscientists um, that are, or psychiatrists that are practicing medicine and the sex education and the sex positivity piece is so minimal. And um, I would love, I know that you probably have something to say about this because it's unreal to me when we have folks on the show that talk about how little sex training they had in their, in getting their PhD or, or getting, um, you know, their MD and then going further to actually get their sex certification or sex ed training, but can you just talk about this? I don't even want to direct the question. I just want you to, to roll with that because I know help. you have a lot to say. Help, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm so glad to hear that people who are of this experience are comfortable disclosing it to you uh, because there was a study done in the mid, early mid eighties that suggested that the majority of people in the United States who were surveyed, if they had a sex problem of some kind would go ask their medical doctor for help with it, which is at least they thought of, you know, getting help with it. That's a plus. But, you know, when a few of them would ask their pastor and some people, a couple of people knew there was such a thing as a sex therapist, but, but they literally believed it seemed that you could go to an MD and start talking about sexual functioning. And that doc would A, be comfortable talking with you about it in the first place and B, have had some training to actually get Doctors get, and many other professionals get, the kind of training that in a jacked up format that we give youth in high school, which is, if we give them any sex ed at all, which is, watch out, you could get in big trouble yeah, with comprehensive, this. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, this. And like, here's a condom. This is what a herpes lesion looks yeah. like. Here, you'll so be tested on yeah, this later. And yeah. I'm like, you sure will be tested on this later for much of the rest of your life, probably, because... There is, this is part of incipient sex negativity everywhere, even if people don't understand this at all. When we look at sex first as a problem, we already have cast our discussion in this negative light that we don't talk about joy. We don't talk about pleasure. Well, we all talk about joy. We love that conversation. Plenty of people do talk about joy and pleasure, but. But it's not baked into the trainings of these professionals yet. And the professionals are going to get all the folks who think that they're the most trained when they might be the least in some cases. Props to all of you professionals who went and got the extra training yes. because, I, you know, we know you're out there and thank you, mm-hmm. you know, keep keep talking to each other at conferences. It, it, it matters. <laughs> and then there's the people who you know, on the other hand, switch to 
sexperts, bloggers, etc., who often are fabulous in their in their vertical, in their in their piece of of knowledge that they've really devoted themselves to based on their own responses, interests, etc. But they just like the doc who can't talk about the thing that they can talk about. Let's be fair to say, in many cases, can't talk about all the people who don't share that interest or response with as much information and as much knowledge as we would wish that they could. And then you also have their own personal bias showing up with your therapists and doctors. Like say I was to go to a doctor and say my partner and I are non-monogamous and they maybe had some trauma with non-monogamy. Maybe their partner cheated on them or something. So they think all non-monogamy is bad. And so often this this happens to people that people get shamed or they they receive misinformation from um, doctors. They call you a sex addict if you watch porn. Yeah, it's Uh, a problem. Like you're watching, it's a problem. You're you're addicted to porn. How'd you get that drug? Yeah. yeah, their own or, perspectives. Like, yeah, no, exactly. I actually, yeah. I consented to that. It felt really good. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've actually said that to a doctor before I had a big, a big like spanking mark on my ass. I was like, that, I chose that. I'm into that. Thank you. And they're like, oh, cool. Good for you. That's a good doctor. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's, it's really important to keep learning and, and receiving continued education. And so I, with the sex positivity piece, then it sounds like you still call it deep sex positivity. I really yeah, like that. I do too. Yeah. Um, and I remember doing the the sex education training at Spissy and I liked their, their motto is very simple. All consensual sex is good sex, which helped was just, it's very simple and we don't shame people for the sex they're having as long as it's consensual with themselves and anyone that yeah. they're engaging with all, all living creatures. Do you stand by that one as well? That one's yeah, still, yeah, generally. I mean, any sex that, People don't know enough to have safely and optimally could still be good sex under this framework, but it isn't optimized mm-hmm. good sex, I would say. Because I think that part of the problem um, with all of these kinds of, you know, stakeholders in the in the sex information space, uh, ones who set themselves up to be those, like as we all did, or, or people who are you know, sort of stuck with it because the people keep coming to the doctor and asking them questions that they're kind of uncomfortable with, but there they are. They're at, they're hearing it from time to time. And if we don't know what we don't know, we're in a little bit of trouble. And it's hard to know what we don't know if we don't get some good information as baseline info. I mean, that's one of the things that I was involved with San Francisco sex information too. I was a trainer for a while in the early nineties. And the thing that really, really mattered to me about, about being involved with SFISI is I could see people get the kind of training they didn't get in high school, that they may not have gone to college or specialized in anything sex related in college. It, it was amazing to see the information trickle in and and start to affect people's self-esteem, mm. people's ability to communicate about stuff with partners, the whole notion that if there's a sexual problem, it must be someone's fault. Mm. That starts to go away when you start to really get information unless somebody is actually acting up. Mm. But that's <laughs> yeah. not always the way it is, right? I mean, there are so many examples and everybody's you know, day to day or over their lifespan life to, to illustrate why this stuff is so important. Yeah. And, and, you know, good, good, what Joni knew initially, I don't know if she would have described sex positivity exactly the way I did or any of that, but what she knew is that you can't do a good job selling these kinds of pleasure products to people if they can't ask questions mm-hmm. and 
Docs, same, you all. <laughs> you know, insist that your continuing ed training includes this stuff. Insist on it. Absolutely. The thing about now, the, the day and age that we live in versus when there wasn't the internet, because now the internet you could get a lot of misinformation about sex. And, really and fast. Really quickly. And people are like, well, I read this on the internet. And I'm like, so really, that. do you think that that is the only way that it could be? No. Uh, you got to get your information from resources that you trust. And which brings me to a question about, so you obviously have, you're, you've authored and co-authored books, edited books, and, and many books around sex. And I think that resources... I feel I trust our, our publications usually when I'm not just Googling and I find some blog that I'm like, oh yeah, this person says that this is the way that sex should be. So I'm going to listen to them because they, did it one time. they have a lot of Instagram <laughs> followers too. So they must have something. So can you talk about a little bit about, I mean, maybe because we just wrote a, a book about sex, you know, yes, and, and it's very, it's, it's, it's a whole process. Yeah. And you've done this since I, I believe was your first book published in the early 90s, 95, 95. Yeah, I started writing it probably in 93. So what inspired you to, to go from sort of being this sexual uh, advocate, right, to uh, authoring a book about sex? And also, it, this book is still so relevant, the one that we're looking at and a lot of your books, mm -hmm. all of them, but some of them aren't available, right? They're hard to get. So um, <laughs> go to your used bookstores and yes, nose around for some There'll of the older There'll be $600. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first one, the exhibition is for the shy. My first book is still in print. You can get it at Good Vibrations and where other fine sex books are sold. But but it's true that, you know, the small press world that has given us the, the grand um, explosion of sex-related books, sex-positive books, erotica, really diverse erotica. It's, it was an amazing publishing revolution that is not as healthy as it was because um, it... It, the the economics of it are challenging, and and now of course you know Amazon's like we'll help you publish anything. Yeah, like we'll any, take seventy five percent anything for the Amazon, rest of life, yeah. I see that you are publishing anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so which you know for some people who who want to tell their story is amazing. For those of us who want to say, look, you know we we put ourselves into this project and somebody took a chance on us, a publisher took a chance on us. That's a, di that's a different path. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I think the, the book, the book writing and editing world is still so important. I mean, there's one really significant reason why getting your information on the internet and reading your phone instead of a book is not adequate in the long run, in my view, which, and no, no insult on reading your book on the phone or reading, whatever you all do you. But what I want to say is that the internet has been promoted as belonging to the people. It doesn't belong to the people. Mm -hmm. It belongs to big business, mm -hmm. huge business. And uh, any any of us who do explicit stuff know that we have to be careful how we phrase, how we show any information that we're trying to get across on any of these platforms and we can get shadow banned, we can get thrown out. The people consuming the information and being curious to look it up don't necessarily know any of this. And so there's ways in which the, the language starts to shift in ways that are not making me real happy. They're all using intimate for sex now. It's like oh, intimacy yeah. and sex while they 
taste great together, like peanut butter and chocolate, <laughs> are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you could be intimate with someone without being sexual and vice versa. And please, people, think through the sim- sig- signals you're sending mm-hmm. when you when you make these decisions. I just wish that people would. And And books are historically... Something you can get your mitts on, you can stash them, you can you can disappear into another world, you can go deep into information that you, you can fold them, before. fold pages. Yeah. I love that. And yes, highlight them. Yes. You retain info. At least for yes. me, I retain information better reading it in a printed book yeah. than I do reading it on a screen or or, or listening or to listening, it. As well. yeah. And if you've got it on your shelf, you can go. What did it say in that book? I yeah. go back and pick it up and look it up again. And and yeah, maybe you can look it up again on the internet, but you're going to find a whole bunch of other people who said. Slightly different stuff mm-hmm. since the time that you first saw that thing. I was working on a project about, about how do you clean your sex toys? And there are all these EDU and other sites that say, use antibacterial soap. All, Bleach them. I'm like, no. Antibacterial soap is helping create superbugs. Mm-hmm. It can be pretty problematic to the body if you don't wash it off real well. What are you doing with that antibacterial soap the next time you pick up your toy? Mm-hmm. I'm so sad that info doesn't trickle down in ways that you can predict and 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 keep track of. I'm sure that there are people out there who think it's great that it doesn't do that, but mm. I'm not that person. Yeah. I would like I would like us to have a common language around a whole variety of things that I don't think we have now. Mm-hmm. So we just keep putting out info. That's mm-hmm. what we can do, right? Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. talking, keep saying it. Mm-hmm. And don't bleach your toys. Or, don't bleach your toys. Or use anti well, if, So if you're going to bleach your toys or use antibacterial, so you might as well just pour some bleach or antibacterial soap in your pussy. I mean, it's like kind of the same yeah, thing. Or, so. your, or, your, or <laughs> whatever your bits you're using, yeah. whatever bits you're rocking. If you've got something that is just completely non-porous and you rinse, 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 mm-hmm. well, okay, maybe mm-hmm. people, but if you're that worried about bleaching your toy, to me, there's an underlying worry that you're expressing mm-hmm. with that level of, oh, I got to pour bleach on it. <laughs> April's do a drinker, but she doesn't even do that. No. <laughs> do not pour bleach <laughs> in your parts and mm-hmm. don't add bleach later using the toy that you bleached before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. You would you would hope that everybody would get to that by Common sense, but, you would think, but, no, but sense is not ask. common when yeah. it comes to sexuality yeah. so often because people aren't talking about it yeah. often. So, coming, I want to kind of tie in the pieces here because you, you have so many books. So, the Sex and Pleasure book, uh, oh, I can't say it. Good Vibrations. God, I've owned great that. Sex I've owned that for everyone. Yeah. Guide to Sex for Everyone. I hope so. That and was a lot to live up to when they came up with that title. And this is written what year did you write this book? Um, this was written in um, like. 2014, 2015, oh, 2014, something 15, like that. Okay. I think it. I think it was actually released in 2016. Maybe. I'm so curious to read back. I, I'll need to read back to see, like, because we you know. So when we're talking about we're going to talk about sex toys here, you know, what the information on sex toys because it's always changing. We're learning yeah. so much more in your book and then ours in, in 2023. Uh, you know how how that has shifted because we're constantly learning about the sex, so many things, and then the types of sex toys that are out as well. Right. There were things that hadn't been invented yet that are now on the market. Yeah. And and you know we we all have in common that we come to writing these books about sex with with a strong information and focus on toys as 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 an inclusive part of what we want to get across. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can think I can think of cases where I would write a sex book where I may not focus much on toys, mm-hmm. but for learning how to play optimally, 
you got to talk about sex toys mm-hmm. is one of the ways that you do it, that you learn to do it, that you learn what you like to do, mm-hmm. all the things. Mm-hmm. Oh, we love sex toys Spicing over here. up the oh, sex yeah. life too. I mean, everyone's yeah. always asking, well, yeah. how do I do it? How yeah, that's, do it? A, yeah, that's a big question there. So in, uh, so we have a table here. If you're not watching us on YouTube, Instagram, all the grams, all the TikToks, wherever we are, um, go follow us, Shameless Sex Podcast. Uh, and I'm sure Good Vibrations will be doing something with these videos as well so you can actually see the video version. But on the table, everyone, we have some lovely products here some of our favorites have made it some of carol's favorites some too. Of yes all right carol let's start with what is your ultimate go-to favorite sex toy and i'll, I'll expand that to what i was already pointed to has it oh. shifted over time so no yeah how long has it been <laughs> the, your favorite is it your favorite classic <laughs> i did not start uh my sex toy journey with the magic wand because i this is why I'm qualified to be the curator of the Antique Vibrator Museum. There was a vibrator in my parents' closet when I was a teenager. And I was like, oh, isn't that a vibrator? Downstairs, open the door, snatch it. I never gave it back. I was a <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible <laughs> child. They didn't ever ask for it back. It makes me think they might not have known how to use it optimally. Ooh, yes. And I can't undo that, but I could talk about vibrators to everyone from here on out. And it was it was similar to one of the things that you would have seen in this case. And it was an old damn vibrator, and I was thrilled with it until I discovered the magic wand. Mm-hmm. And then I was extra thrilled with that. Mm-hmm. I did not like some people do name my wand. People will be like, I named my wand Wanda. I'm like, <laughs> I was thinking Wanda you when you were saying that. You and everyone else who decided to name your wand. But uh, the other toy that is here in front of us that I actually am really also very thrilled with is the Gigi. Mm-hmm. The Lalo. That's a classic. Tag. Yeah. I couldn't get it to pull all the way off. They tied <laughs> it so tight. Why do I love it? I love it because of the shape of the head mm-hmm. and the curve. I think this is actually a really optimal G-spot toy. It's mm-hmm. firm and G-spot toys often need to be firm. But the other thing I love about this thing is that the rather flat head means that it can be a great clitoral external vibe too mm-hmm. or wherever mm-hmm. external vibe. Mm-hmm. If one does not have a clitoris or call it that, whatever yeah. you got, whatever you call it mm-hmm. you could probably find fun things to do with that toy and i love the size of it too and, and yeah. you know we come from working in the retail for pure pleasure which is now good vibrations everyone <laughs> in santa cruz and um it's like we're related guys. i know we are it really it's is. Full circle. it is full circle and the gg was for people who are new to g-spot stimulation a lot of the other ones were a little too big and scary for them. Yes. And, and so there was this, this thing like, okay, it's not this big, scary vibrator. It's very sleek. The shape is really good. And it just, people just felt really, really safe. And they haven't had to change anything about it. No, it's since yeah. it came out, yeah, it's fabulous. which no, was uh, maybe it's, 2010, it's nine. Fine, yeah. fine design, just like it is. I mean, there, there are going to be other classics that get, you know, developed and don't need to be tweaked much at all. But, yeah. but this is certainly one mm-hmm. on the, on the classics list. The other thing that I want to say that I'm, just so happy got invented is the O-Nut. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this on our show. That it's, it's, the, such, it's so genius. The O-Nut is brilliant for those people who like, everyone's like, size matters. And I'm all, yeah. And sometimes too much <laughs> hurts, yeah. baby. And this is a way to get the parts of a penis that are most sensitive and want to have fun in insertive ways all their fun and 
take it down a, a little bit in terms of size and depth. Mm-hmm. It's like yes. a bumper. It's like a bumper. Yeah, so it's, it's like a bumper, a bumper on the base of the shaft and then the head of the, the penis it's still gets genius. all the And then you can stack them accordingly it's to your... just to, genius. Yeah. Exactly. And you can put on sex to toys too, design. right? You can put on a dildo yeah. if you wanted oh, right. to as well for yeah. strap-on play. Yeah, you yeah. totally could. If, mm-hmm. if, if what's there... In the in the toy box is too long, mm-hmm. or if you're having a you know a endo flare up or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. you can you can do something about yeah. it, which is brilliant. I when I was on the phone at San Francisco Sex Information back in, back in the day, I got this call and the guy was like, "Is it possible to be too big?" I'm like, well, that's a, that's a complicated question. Why are you why are you asking this? Mm-hmm. It's like because all the girls at my college have told each other that it hurts to have sex with me, and I can't Aww. get a date anymore. And I'm Aww. all, oh, pobrecito. Yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, okay, so let me just ask you one question. To, for starters, when you get with somebody who seems to be willing to have sex with you. Do you really take advantage of that quickly? Do you hurry? You Do you go for it? Do you, you're like, oh, we don't want anyone changing their mind or something, you know, we don't want, we don't want the lights to go out and have to stop. Well, what, he's like, of course. I'm like, you can never do that again. Yeah, don't, yeah. <laughs> slow down. Unless someone says to you, do it, do it, do it. Then do it, do it, do it. Uh-huh. So the thing about sex toys, we get asked all the time about, okay, what sex toys should I, should I like, should I, should I go for? So if you had to recommend, okay, someone's brand new and they're walking through good vibes and they're in San Francisco and they're looking at maybe the antique vibrator museum. They're like, Whoa, things were really interesting. And they had, they wanted to buy three different products to use that could, they could discover what they would enjoy, I guess, with their bodies. What, what, do you, what would you recommend? I would recommend that they look at wands. And if those seemed too like, Oh, big and scary and whatever, which they're not. But, you know, sometimes people look at wands, get terrified, and they have not actually received the memo that this isn't an internal vibe. Right. Mm -hmm. There's some wands today that are developed in such a way that you could use them internally if you were pretty frisky. Or have attachments that you can put on. Yeah, Yeah. or have attachments that will work. But, but But the idea that this vibrator, the magic wand with a, you know, tennis ball roughly size head is supposed to, you're supposed to go where? It's like, Mm-hmm. On your external body, yeah. where it feels the best, or where you're sore—that's mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's where shoulders and bits. Shoulders and bits. Yeah. Uh, so if they're scared of wands and they're they're not ready for that notion, what I'm calling palm vibrators, which are the kind that are basically the size of your palm, oh, mm-hmm. you hold in your palm. You can—they're great for partner sex because if you can fit your palm between your bodies, you can usually fit the vibe too. Mm-hmm. And also, P.S. This is a P.S.A. from. Me, Carol Queen, you can put your hand between your bodies and touch your clit if you got one. Please don't be afraid to do that. Before I die, I would like all the porn stars to have done at least one scene like that. Mm -hmm. If they have any Mm -hmm. kind of penetrative situation that they do, that's what I would like them to model for the people. Because if the people are going to turn to porn for sex ed, let's learn that trick. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, just the thrusting doesn't do the job? (laughs) Because if you took your hands or some other stimulating format and stimulated right next to the penis, would that be the same thing as stimulating the head? No, no, it wouldn't. Because homology, Mm -hmm. clitoris, penis, penis head. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yes, all that stuff. That's Mm -hmm. why you need, that's why you need graphics in these things. That's why you need our books, everyone. You need our books. (laughs) So... I would I would recommend e- either of those things. Mm. 
I would recommend something that they could use for insertion if they were at all interested in it, even possibly, because anything that vibrates, especially that you could use for insertion is also a great clitoral toy. Mm -hmm. Um, If they thought they might be interested in anal insertion, I would make sure that they knew about flanges, bases, don't... Even this fabulous toy I would not recommend is an Yeah, the GG. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't um, have a base. Because it doesn't have a base, base yeah. and people are like, oh, I won't put it in that deep. And I'm all, oh, you might. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get really <laughs> you excited. You haven't started using it yet. That you're orgasmic process. Totally yeah. sure yeah. how far you're going to put it. Also, you think you'll just keep hold of it the whole time. And then you put the lube on it mm-hmm. with your hand. And then you have an orgasm and it acts like a tractor beam and it it might expel what is in there. It might. Mm-hmm. That happens. It might also tractor beam it right in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That happens. Well, yeah. Go to the hospital. That happens, everyone. Don't yeah. No, no, that's a, especially, <laughs> especially if what you had was vibrating. Mm, because oh, that heats up internally and that's a, that's kind of a medical emergency. And the, My butthole hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> I know, the people have... The people at the hospital have seen They've it seen all it before. All. Yes. And yes. if anybody gives you any humiliation or grief, mm-hmm. get their dang name and turn them in. It's mm-hmm. not okay. Time for a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors who just so happens to be our absolute favorite lube, UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious silicone lubricant and it enhances intimacy. It's there when you want it and it blends in when you're done with it. So you have control over that lube. It's long lasting and leaves the skin extra velvety. And honestly, y'all, I want it all over my body. Thousands of doctors in the U.S. are recommending UberLube to their patients. It's body-friendly, less likely to change the pH, and it has vitamin E, so it feels extra moisturizing. There's a reason why we've been a fan of UberLube for years. There's no flavor or scent. It's even great for oral sex, everyone. But it's not just great for sex. You can use it for massage, your hair. You can prevent chafing. It even brings out the colors of your beautiful tattoos. And the bottle is absolutely gorgeous. It looks more like a cosmetic, so you can leave it anywhere shamelessly for easy access. Just go to uberlube.com and use the discount code SHAMELESS10 to get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com right now with code SHAMELESS10 for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast is also brought to you by OMGS.com. Join over 1 million people who are experiencing more pleasure with OMGS. They take scientific research of thousands of vulva owners showing techniques to pleasure that pussy. They turn this research into tasteful, educational short videos, animated modules, and infographics. OMGS is for anyone who wants to learn about vulva pleasure or take it to the next level. Want to take your orgasms from good to out of this world? Then check out OMGS. Or if you're a vulva lover and want to up your pussy pleasuring skills, then you need to check out OMGS. I've personally been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's completely changed their lives. They have three seasons, external pleasure, internal pleasure, and sex toys. It's not a subscription service, and you don't need to download a thing. OMGS also makes a fabulous gift, and your purchase supports more pleasure research. So just go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off right now. Again, that's omgs.com shameless to receive 10% off unlimited access towards enhancing your pleasure power. The link is in the episode's description. 
I have a question for you about, so we're talking about lube really, really quickly there. Um, what is your understanding? We have some silicone lubes on the table right here with the liquid, liquid silver and Uber lube here. Um, and we are huge fans of, of both brands, especially Uber lube over here that we're like diehards. Um, but what is your understanding about, because this has changed too, our understanding about silicone on silicone with toys. What is your current understanding about that? Because like the information keeps on shifting. Yeah. My current understanding is that there still are some toys in circulation that appear to not do well with silicone as a lube. So either make a little test patch mm-hmm. before you use silicone lube if silicone lube is your jam or cover your cover your silicone with a condom and mm-hmm. use your lube if silicone lube is your jam. But that some silicone made now is seems to be pretty fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't want people to spend some money on a silicone toy and have a problem. Yeah. Think yeah. that they're, it's going to be fine and then have it not be fine. Yeah. So, so the don't use those two things together message, I, I, I sort of fear needs to be the base message mm-hmm. that more people hear so that, that they can be cautious. And then if you can add a little more, but just in case, mm-hmm. do a test patch and see how it works. Also, yeah. like not marinating it. Uh, like a steak. Like wash your toy. Like, right. wash it. like don't marinate it in the loo. That's what I always say. I'm like, just wash it after and it will probably be okay. Yeah. And also the the thing that I think is really important for people to know is that is that it doesn't it doesn't like dissolve the sex toy or anything like that, but it makes the external of the to- the external part of the toy sticky mm-hmm. or like bubbly sometimes or sometimes bubbles, bubbly but it takes it'll, time it's not it like does. just in two minutes it does it's a marination it's, yeah. it's yeah. the it's, marination it is, yeah, the yeah. steak marination or your vegan <laughs> steak everyone your vegan <laughs> steak <laughs> yeah. so yeah and I firmly believe that there will be a day you know when when only the the, the nice antique I used to say Silicone is an heirloom unless mm-hmm. the dog gets it. <laughs> That's or, a chew toy. Or yes, yeah. yeah, which be, yeah. when you when you break the surface with silicone, it'll tear right in mm-hmm. half. But if, if if its surface tension is intact, and then you also have to worry about putting it in metal ringed harnesses. Mm-hmm. And riding too hard because that was the other thing that it was just tearing the balls mm-hmm. off of silicone dildos all through the late nineties. People were distraught, <laughs> the sad. Mm-hmm. They had to get a new toy every time it happened. It was get, yeah. get a rubber yeah. ring for yeah. your harness is what you really want. What about, what's your favorite water-based lube? We don't have one on the table here. And water-based is always a little hitter. We, ha- we have one that we've actually started to learn to, to love. There's other ones. There's ones that we like, but we're like diehard silicone people here. What, what, what do you feel about water-based? Water-based lube was, was my go-to for so long because condoms and lube, condoms and lube. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't really silicone lube yet mm-hmm. in, in the days of the AIDS epidemic. And that was part of the core message that we had. To, had to send then, of course, and still do. Mm-hmm. Well, not that everyone is checking their voicemail to get the memo mm-hmm. these days. <laughs> but what I, I, the the one that I'm actually talking about the most lately um, is good clean love mm-hmm. oh, because yeah. she seems to care so Canadian much. brand. Mm-hmm. It, I, Georgina. It, yeah, yeah, is it? Uh, she she started out living in Eugene, but I don't know what the whole. Mm-hmm. Maybe she is in Oregon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, the the good good clean love um, is is a lube that many people who have trouble with other kinds of water based lubes mm-hmm. can comfortably use. So that's actually why I'm talking about it yeah. so much, and especially for those folks who are postmenopausal mm, oh, because right. mm-hmm. changes yeah. of the vag- vaginal mucosa mm-hmm. um, 
Thanks, Bowie. You probably weren't thinking of that when you wrote that song. <laughs> we have that in our book. We just cha cha changes. Yes, yes. I go, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it happens. Timeless. That Thank was you, the back Bowie. of my uh, back of my head as I said that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, and because because there's such bad info or no info out there mm-hmm. about perimenopause and menopause. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of people wind up asking me questions, and I bet this happens with you too. Mm-hmm. That it they don't they don't lead with I'm menopausal now mm-hmm. because they don't necessarily know that that's the effect mm-hmm. that that is responsible for the changes that they're experiencing sexually you yeah know? they might think there's something that's just kind of an ailment that they're experiencing it's not an ailment it's a natural state of life but an ailment and nothing's oh wrong God. with yeah. you a whole right. lot nicer if we learned more about it before we were experiencing mm-hmm. it yeah yeah I started using sutile water-based lube it's like s-u-t-i-l yeah. uh-huh. and they have like hyaluronic acid in some yes. of them which it helps like kind of make the moisture at least for uh for for me as a vagina owner mm-hmm. um it will help like maintain the moisture because a lot of times it can get tacky with water-based yeah. lube oh, yeah. you just absorb yeah. it so quickly yeah. and that's really great because i love hyaluronic acid in my face and i was like is this good for my pussy mm-hmm. apparently it is too because <laughs> yeah that it really like really just keeps the the motion uh more fluid mm-hmm. which is i guess the point of lube right which so. is the point of lube and the thing that people who don't like water-based really don't like mm-hmm. is the fact that it evaporates and leaves only the plastic molecules yeah. that Ugh. were part of the which, that's the stickiness the tightness right. yeah that's yeah. why it turns Ooh, into sort of fun. rubber Ugh, cement gross. feeling yeah. and you can add water back into it mm-hmm. in the in the 80s and the safer sex years we were like get a plant sprayer and just spray it which is a ridiculous thing to tell people but it works mm-hmm. i mean it's a it's a hack it might not yeah. be suave yeah but it will make your lube last longer, and it's a lot better than throwing more lube onto the rubber cement. or spitting, oh, yeah. or yeah. just spitting. Unless I, I mean, I kind of like that sometimes. The, the spitting, spitting is, yes, yeah. it will it will help, but spitting not is for long. some, not for others. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And yeah. This is how hydrated you are yeah, as well. It's also true. Yeah, this is so. So ingredients really matter, and this is like same with with Uber Lube. It has the vitamin E in it, so that can help yeah. people who are experiencing dryness or, or super sensitive as well, because it's really clean ingredients. Sutil is one you were talking about. I'm just re- recapping for people, and then you're talking about good clean love, and we also have yeah. this liquid silver here. If for anyone that when you're using your lube just know that your genitals are a mucous membrane they soak up everything so if you care about like you want to use natural organic lotions or hair products like you should be doing the same thing with your pussy absolutely and your ass and and the other thing to say about this is that while lubricants in general are made with ingredients that are considered generally recognized as safe any person could be sensitive to anything just like food sensitivities Mm -hmm, we're all different so don't be you know, don't be feeding your food sensitive friends things to test them. Don't do that. And don't be giving your person who might have a sensitivity to a lube. Don't, don't lie and put that lube on them. It's just not polite. No. Also, what I want <laughs> to say polite. about Uber lube, uh-huh. their packaging and they mm-hmm. started out this way. They are the most dignified looking lube. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, being in the toy space, I don't know if you ever think about this, but so many things are like, whoa, we're going to look super butch. Yeah. Right? Whoa, right. we're going to look cute. We're going to yeah. be really super cute. And cute is fun. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say a darn word against cute little fuckers. I'm not. They're, <laughs> gosh, they're so cute. But also when I look at Uber Lube, I see a lube that could be on any bedside table, mm-hmm. no matter how chic, no matter whatever, mm-hmm. or as in my home, looking like 
it's sort of an antique. Oh, I yeah. like that about it too. Absolutely. I'm like, yeah. don't use lubricant from the 1930s people. That's probably not wise, but something whose bottle looks timeless, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that um, the it's silicone doesn't really uh, go bad or expire. So, oh, you know, really? your, your bottle of Uber Lube from a couple of years ago is just going to be just fine. But I don't know about like 20 years ago, but it wasn't around yet. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say to people who um, are thinking about lube and safety and health that there's one thing that you should try never to do with lube. And that is when you're getting more lube for your whatever the things are that you're doing. It could be toys. It could be anal. It could be. PV intercourse, it could be whatever it is. Don't be touching the tip of the lube bottle Mm. with your hands that are already deliciously full of the microbes of love. But that's, fun, a great, that's a great point. But fun thing about that with, with Uber Lube and I, I don't know if they're the only brand, but this is, so they created, it's called Biostatic. So it's a one-way valve. So when you put your hand on it, even if you have all the I bacteria. I just go like this so it doesn't ever, it but just it, it won't so suck it back in. Idea. So it doesn't yes. suction it back in, whereas a lot of the other lube, the one-way caps, you just click the yeah. button. It's it hard will to pull your back and pull bacteria tube, back in. Tube uh, contained lubes also, you know, I mean, often you just yeah. like, you just think I'll just wipe it off. Yeah. And don't do that. I didn't yeah. even think about that. That's a really good point yeah. because when you're in the moment, when you're hot and with a partner or partners and you need more lube, mm-hmm. I never think about, oh, I better wash my hand right now because yeah. I might have something on there that yeah. shouldn't go in my, it was in my butt. Now it shouldn't go yeah. in my vagina. I'm mm-hmm. like, I want more lube, like get the, get the yeah. lube. And I use Uber lube all the time. And yeah. I haven't thought about the fact that yeah. touching the pump on other things. But it won't suction yeah. back in. Yeah. See, but, and this is a thing. Yeah, that's really good. As yeah. a sex educator, I always learn something yeah. or even it's, it's sometimes it's like Captain Obvious. But I'm yeah. like, oh, that is a great point. Now I feel yeah. better for my germophobia that job. I'm not getting more germs yeah. in me. I have a question about sex Ooh. toys. And this is just because oh, you asked about for beginners. Yeah. Cu- I want to ask about couples because a lot oh, of yeah. couples listen. And I know we have some couples toys on here. I think you probably brought that one as well. I brought a hot octopus, yeah. a hot octopus toy that actually I gave to Carol. Oh, yay. Yes. So someone is. So let's say let's talk about penis and vagina sex or, or, or people who are in uh, heterosexual relationships and they want to buy a couples toy. And what would you recommend, Carol, would be like your your go-to? And I know April's going to share with that. Too. Well, <laughs> I want people to know about the style that... The WeVibe The WeVibe. Yeah. They have a few versions. This, is, a, this, yeah, is, yeah, this, this yes. is the chorus, right? This, this is, I think this is the chorus. Is that the yeah. one yeah, that kind of clicks different? There are a whole number. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think so. And there are a whole number. One of them is, is much more slender mm-hmm. than the other because, as it turns out, not everybody likes the same size of pretty much any toy. Mm -hmm. So it it was wise of them to sort of take this great, uh, this great design and, and make it even more accessible to different kinds of people. But, but the thing that I've always noticed about the WeVibe style, the sort of one, one ends in the U shape and the other end is out on the clitoris is that when things get rolling, Mm -hmm. it's, it's moving around, Mm -hmm. it starts to move around. And that is something that you can Fortunately, fix by putting your hand between your legs and putting it where you want it to stay. Solution. Another good time to use that particular move that everyone, I believe, should learn. So if you've got a hand that fits between yourself and your partner, use it. Not 100% of people do, but many, many people do use it. And so many, so many of our arms are just the right length for that. Mm-hmm. I, it's not a coincidence in my view. <laughs> so, and I love this is the pulse hot octopus the pulse. Pulse mm-hmm. is not only an awesome sex toy for a person with a penis. Mm-hmm. Can doesn't even have to be a hard penis. Mm-hmm. 
You know, one of the things that really mystifies me is how many people with penises think that if they're not hard, there's no sensation. Right. I mean, or they can have sex, or that, or, or that they can have yeah. partner sex. Right. But, but even like, 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 if I can't get hard, there's no point. If I don't know if you're by, by myself, I'm like, oh, there's always a point. Explore for heaven's sake. Get a little lube. See what happens. But this is also. It's good for those circumstances, the person who's always hard and wants to use a toy like this. Um, so many people with penises don't go towards vibration. I'm like, oh, people don't don't just leave vibration to the people with the clitorises. I mean, I'm I will proudly say that as a clitoris having person, I have helped to promote these toys for most of my adult life. And I'm very, very happy that my life led me to a place where I could do that. I think it's good work to do. But we're not keeping you from vibration for the most part. Mm. So check it out because that way you understand better what it is we're getting getting at when we're saying how cool vibrators are. And also that somebody who is a partner of a person with a penis can rub on this. Mm-hmm. Right. If they have a vulva, a especially. fine, Because fine think thing. about foreplay. Foreplay, yes, your hand is great. If you want to incorporate two bodies, though, that's why I thought when I started with Hot Octopus, I was like, I don't have a penis, so I don't understand how this toy works because it doesn't fit on my body correctly what, how I wanted it to. Right. And then when I realized the duo, the Pulse Duo, that you could grind on it, even with soft cock play, um, and I I need a blood flow to get my, I just, uh-huh. I can't, d- don't try to stick anything just straight at me or anyone. Yeah, anyone. No. Get some blood flow. That <laughs> is you have a lot of loop. basic information. Basic. Get aroused before yes. insertion. And, and aroused doesn't have to mean erections though. No. It just means aroused. aroused. <laughs> yeah. Also just get blood flowing because our erectile tissue as a, as a, as my clitoris needs, I can't just go straight into action. So I love like almost combining two bodies into one and you can use your hand to keep it in place. But the bodies do Always keep good. it in place if you're yeah. doing like cow human style, if like the vulva owners on top mm-hmm. or missionary style. And then mm-hmm. uh, if or when or if it does it, the cock gets hard and you feel like penetration or or some sort of oral play is necessary. You can go that direction. And if you're penis, you don't necessarily have to have an erection to have an orgasm. That's right. That blows people's mind yeah. every single time yeah. I say it. Yeah. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, look, yep. the research shows the internet didn't tell me. Okay. There's actually research Wikipedia about it. Me. Yeah. I learned from, yeah. Uh, there's about nine years of medical research because also learn from observation yeah, and, ob- and yeah. observation yeah. as well, which yeah. is why the human body is so fantastic. So I mean, I'm so happy that you sleep. To- I wasn't touching myself. Yeah, I wasn't, you know, there was totally. or any, any of those yep. things. Yeah. This is the brilliance of my mind. And this is sex tech though. 2023 sex tech. There's so many different uh, innovations. And when I worked at the sex shop back in 2008, the we vibe was something that didn't fit my body body correctly but now yeah. they have so many iterations yeah. that it can it can yeah. slip in there yeah. and I love that now there's soft, co- soft cock play toys there's cock rings do you like cock rings because I love cock rings mm-hmm. and that I was going to say I didn't mention cock rings when you asked that question and I really should have uh, this one's the nose right mm-hmm. yes I was like oh, um, I already forgot the name nose yeah <laughs> Fun Fun factory. Factory. Look, they're not bunny ears like mm-hmm. all the rabbit vibes, but they're little uh, like ear shaped protuberances, perhaps that a click could fit in between mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, I love cock rings, but I also think that many people have an expectation of cock rings mm-hmm. that they are going to be automatic um, orgasm during intercourse 
uh, garroters, and they're not in some cases because for some of us, we want the vibration to stay on the clit. Mm-hmm. The whole darn time. Mm-hmm. As soon as we get get into the sort of the ramp up, the, don't move the vibrator away. Yeah, Thank it's frustrating. You. And in intercourse, generally, the vibe comes to you. The vibe goes away. The vibe comes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a. It's an awesome it's a tease. tease. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be enough for everyone to orgasm, but I really want to encourage people. Possibly, they might want to get an O nut to make sure that this is fully comfortable. To 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 do the insert and grind mm-hmm. and don't do thrusting mm-hmm. the, the least little bit of thrusting then you got a couple's toy yeah yeah, yeah. exactly even yeah. if it didn't work the way you thought it would prior to trying that mm-hmm. i really encourage people to give that a go and and that toy the nose one thing i really liked about it is the firmness of the silicone but yet it's still stretchy so it seems like it's gonna work for most people it looks like two little forks yeah little forks a, in the top. A, yeah but yeah. they are wide enough yeah. and and i also like that you can potentially just use it as a hand or finger vibrator too right. like it doesn't Absolutely. have to just be for a cock or you can put on a dildo too so you can it's many many toys in one if you want to get creative one thing i wanted to carol to speak on because we talk about this in our book about the evolution of sexuality Mm -hmm. as a human being like an individual person not only in relationships but as you are aging um not even if you're you're uh, aging and you're you're menopausal or you're perimenopausal um i'm talking like from 18 to 25 Mm -hmm. your sex your sex can change with self with Mm -hmm. others and uh that's why having a a curated blend of sex toys mm-hmm. and tools in your tool belt. But can you speak to that from, I guess, your perspective? Um, also, just normalizing that if you feel compelled to, um, uh, as I don't want to coerce this out of you, but I have a feeling you feel similarly. Um, but in your experience, since you were, I, I feel like a, a sexual revolutionary um, to how people's sexuality can shift and change and their orgasms can change over the years. There are so many things that can make a difference to people's sexuality changing their experience of their sexuality changing and and one of the things is you know as you as you imply just time time going far in its flight right mm-hmm. from the time that that the hormones hit when you're an adolescent or pre-adolescent to the time when the hormones change recede they don't go all the way away our hormones stick with us but maybe not as much uh, to Things like hormonal birth control or other kinds of, of medications that we might take for a variety of things or the conditions that we take the meds for, that can very greatly change mm. arousal levels, orgasm strength or ability, things like diabetes and drugs for diabetes, things like circulatory system, other circulatory system things. SSRIs. SSRIs, yes, yes. Which, which is... A terrible irony that depression can mess with our ability to to have pleasurable sensation, can create or be accompanied by anhedonia, and then so does the medication that makes you feel better, except for that part. Mm -hmm. It's just not fair. Mm -hmm. Drug people... Keep working on this Work one. Put your shit together. You're Come not on. Come on. done. Yeah. You're just not done. Mm-hmm. Just keep working. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not a big ask at all. <laughs> nice talk with yeah. you. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's really vital information. Uh, so I want to, um, because we actually wrap up soon. No. I, wanna, I know. No, we're we're just going to keep Carol forever. Uh, I want to just like know a little more about, so you have so many books here, but who is the sex and pleasure book for? 
everyone. Well, <laughs> great sex for everyone, as you see. Um, I, I would say the Sex and Pleasure book is for any adult who wants more overarching information about sexual anatomy, pleasure and arousal, toys, different kinds of play, uh, sex through the lifespan, just some information in there about safe sex and sexually transmitted infections. Um, there's, there's a whole range of things that hopefully will be additional. Um, it's not exactly the joy of sex for the 21st century, but one of these toys that, or one of these, one of these books that tries to get at all the different elements that sometimes people just haven't learned about. And every time I go back and look at the book again now, I'm like, oh, I could have said some extra stuff about that. <laughs> so if you ever see an update of this, it's going to it's gonna look like a dang encyclopedia. But <laughs> that is perhaps what it needs to be. <laughs> and of course, anybody can create their own encyclopedia of sex information you know, with your book and all the specialized books about the things that they like to do or know that they would like to do if they ever found anyone who would do it with them. Yeah. And the better you get at communication and the more you know, the more likely it is you will find someone who wants to do it with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to help find your people. Always the internet. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So much gratitude for what you've done, what you continue to do, just being here with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really are changing the world and you will continue to inspire. I know myself. I'm, I know Amy. Mm-hmm. I can speak for her sometimes. She lets me. Yeah, uh, she, I give and, you uh, I if, if people want to find, obviously, Good Vibes, um, they're they're all over now. There's Good li- good Vibes in Babeland um, as a conglomerate, but also mm-hmm. if they want to work with you, uh, I don't know if you even work with people, but uh, how can people find you, Good Vibrations, any of the sex toys we talked about, your books, mm-hmm. all of the things? Well, some of the books, as I as I said earlier, are, are kind of out of print and you can't always find, especially a paper copy, you might be able to find um, some of those things as ebooks. But um, but that's why you should be schmooing through your local used bookstore regularly mm-hmm. to find out what treasures are in there. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit of a book fetishist. So, you know, you can imagine how many books I've got in my apartment. Um, and uh, people can find me uh, at Good vibrations. There's a there's a little in the at the bottom material, the bottom of the the homepage. There's a little I- bit of info on how to to email me, and ask questions and check in and this and that. I don't usually do one on one work with clients or one on two work with clients, but I can give people thoughts about uh, issues that they're having. And as you mentioned before, I'm the co-founder and the director of the Center for Sex and Culture, which we thought had closed a few years ago. But guess what? Somebody adopted us and we've started to add. We're starting to collect books and people's papers again. So um, we are um, one room in the Folsom Center now. And those are the nice people who put on the Folsom Street Fair. You know, they're they're up for almost anything, including (laughs) books, it turns out. (laughs) I'm so happy to hear that. And um, I have received a grant, thank you, City of San Francisco Arts Commission, uh, for working on my memoir. So at some point, <gasps> oh, I want to read that. I'm going to be challenged to remember all the stuff that happened <laughs> to try to get it down in a book. So I'm, oh, I'm not promising that's going to be immediate, but um, but but stay tuned. I'm well, excited yeah. for that one. Yeah, uh, wow, this is amazing. And uh, I mean, Good Vibe stores now. There's uh, there's a store in uh, Boston. I've been to almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Boston. There are two in the Boston area. Two now. Oh, there's one in Santa Cruz and mm-hmm. 
also the neighbor of the wonderful store in Santa Cruz. Camouflage. Camouflage. Yep. part of our family now. If you need some cool clothes, yeah. you got to go to Camouflage. Also, there's a back room with toys. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two in the East Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one in Palo Alto. There are, I think, three now in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And... Bayland in Seattle and three Bayblands, I think, in the greater... And you just opened a new store. New York borough. Yeah, they yeah. just opened a new store. So yeah. One Manhattan and two in boroughs. Yes. Oh, yeah. So and you can find all this. And I think, um, I know they already carry your book and, and books at Good Vibes and Bayland, but I think Shayla Sex is going to be there, we too. Will yes, be. We, we will be. We have put in street. an order. <laughs> so excited. We have put in an order and we can't wait to, yeah. uh, to let people know about it. I Carol Queen had something to do with that. She's like, I like those books. I, <laughs> I, 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 won't, I won't say I had nothing to do with it. I put, but I I don't have to be the per, only person to put my thumb on the scale and, on behalf of a book. So it w- was a it was a group decision. Yeah, well, we appreciate this. And if you didn't check out, as Amy mentioned, this is going to be on YouTube, so mm-hmm. you can watch us live. We're in the Antique Vibrator Museum, which is the Good That's Vibrations awesome. on Polk Street. Yeah. Uh, such a cool, I just uh, a historic. Just being around all these old vibrators, come uh, visit it. It's yeah. it is yeah. really cool. Uh, so Field check trip. that out and check out us on Instagram uh, at Shameless Sex podcast and check out our book and all of carol queen's books and uh we will see you next tuesday ciao for now everyone bye (laughs) want to learn more go to shamelesssex.com and for 15 percent off of some of our favorite sex toys use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com